Hi, I'm Dale Allen. I was honored to be a part of a special project for the Parliament of the World's Religions Women's Task Force, conducting video interviews inside the first ever women's village. I was on a team of stellar women who met for about a year on Zooms in order to co-create the women's village. All of their interviews will be included in this series. The invitation at the interview suite was, Let Your Voice Be Heard. In total, I interviewed 71 women, and I'll share all of them. What follows is an introduction to the project with a portion of just a few of the interviews. Over the course of the weeks ahead, I'll share these as well as all of the other interviews in full in order to fulfill the promise of letting the women's voices be heard. I was truly fortunate to sit with women as they spoke from their hearts about their faith and action towards the Parliament's themes of a call to conscience, the uplifting of women's human rights and dignity, as well as the care of the next generations of children, which of course includes care of our earth. This video series gave me a sense of peace and reassurance, really. The women are activated, and their love, cannot be stopped. And I can tell you that listening to a woman speak from her fierce heart empowers us as women to speak from our hearts, to find our voices, and to take action as well. We begin with the trustee and program chair of the Parliament of the World's Religions and the chair of the Women's Task Force, Phyllis Curat. And it was actually through my discovery of Wicca that I discovered that the divine isn't just male. It's also female. And it isn't just a transcendent spirit, which it is. It's also an embodied spirit. It's in all of us. And the first place I saw the goddess was in the eyes, in the lives, in the joys, even the struggles of the other women in my circle. And so ever since, I, I mean, I recognize the goddess in, in other women. Um, and also, you know, in men and people who don't use that gender-based language anymore. But, but women, for sure. How do I live my spirituality? Every day with a small practice of casting a circle and giving thanks to each of the elements for the blessings of life that they give me by making offerings to the animals and the birds. And then the work that I do, the books that I write and the classes that I teach and my service uh, to the community and especially to women at the Parliament of the World's Religions, creating space for them first with the Women's Assembly and program in 2015 and then every year since then and it keeps growing and growing and growing because that's the nature of sisterhood. Anila Ali, Parliament of the World's Religions Women's Assembly, Faith or Spiritual Practice, Islam. I had gone to Jerusalem in 2019 and I was looking for what I want in my life. I was going through that, that you know, we all go through this moment, the crisis, who am I? Where did I come from? What am I here to do? I've raised my kids. I've been a good daughter, been a good wife, been a good sister, been a good teacher, been a good American citizen, been a good neighbor. What do I do about myself now? Where am I going? And I found my answer when I was in front of the Temple Rock, the Dome of the Rock. I had gone in as a Muslim and on one door, my Catholic sister was waiting and another my Jewish sister and just when I arrived at the second third holiest place for Muslims she called me and she said can you show me what it looks like 
my friend Deborah called me. Then my friend Susan called me. She said, we're not even allowed there. Can you show me what it looks like? I mean, that was the moment I'd stopped praying. And I said, God, this is the place that can bring us together. And we have turned into a place that divides us. Why can't they come here? I knew that my life would be bringing people together. So instead of just standing for myself, I want to stand for everybody else. Rabbi Margaret Frisch Klein, co-president of the Coalition of Elgin, Illinois, Religious Leaders. Torah, our holy scriptures, talks about pursuing justice for all, that it's something that we have to run after. And so my rabbinate has always been focused on a call to conscience. God created everybody, B'Tselem Elohim, in the image of the divine. We have the responsibility to protect the rights of everybody. That certainly includes women. As a um, victim of sexual abuse, I then went on to write a book, it's called Enduring Spirit, about the necessity to use Jewish year cycle to help heal. And so I've spent a lot of time actually working on um, protecting the rights of, of women and girls to not have to go through that experience. I've spent a lot of time working with an organization called Women of the Wall to make sure that women can worship in the ways that they choose. Um, and so all of that is informed by my religious tradition. My name is Zunai. Uh, Zunai Shi is my Dhamma name. And that means the big self is treasure. I come from Taiwan and my spiritual practice is Mahayana Buddhist in terms of the liberation from suffering collectively. We cannot attain enlightenment without others. Ruth Leilani Smith. I was born and raised in Chicago and I uh, was raised at Quinn Chapel AME Church. When I was 18, I embraced the Baha'i Faith. The 1893 Parliament meant the first mention of our faith in the Western Hemisphere. My history is with the Parliament itself. The day it started was the day that Mayor Harold Washington died, November of 1987. It was the same day as the uh, interfaith Thanksgiving service was being held down the street from City Hall. And so when the service was over, someone came over from City Hall and asked all the clergy to come over to Daly Plaza to have prayers for the mayor and asked all the clergy to do things to heal the city. In the day, March 20th of 1988, we agreed to establish the Council for a Parliament of the World's Religions, and we incorporated in the state of Illinois, and they uh, required three signatures. And so there were two Vedantist gentlemen, and me, representing all the other minorities. <laughs> I was a Baha'i, female, African-American. So uh, the three of us signed the incorporation papers, and that's when it began. Reverend Dr. Anna Cruz Camphouse, United Methodist clergywoman. The tradition that I come from is the Judeo-Christian lineage of tradition. So we have to start with Eve. And if any woman raised consciousness 
in a powerful way. It had to have been her. Eve was the first great theologian. She was the first one to start asking questions of why. She was the first one to start thinking about who we are, why we do things, why we don't do things. What is it that we're going to do in actually getting this fruit of knowledge from this tree for ourselves? Because every time we learn something, we do grow. Not everything is easy to learn, but once you have it, that knowledge, when combined with experience, turns into wisdom. Reverend Deborah L. Johnson. So I'm part of the New Thought Movement. I have an independent New Thought Church called Inner Light Ministries in Santa Cruz, California. And I'm on the leadership council of the Association of Global New Thought, which is the umbrella for all of them. My faith tradition tells me that the only thing that ever needs to be healed is just the sense of separation. Because we live in a unitary wholeness. We don't believe in a binary universe we don't believe that there is a supremacy of any group over another group. To us, spirit is the comp like a yin-yang, kind of like the full combination of both masculine and feminine, and that we will never live up to our full potentiality as a species until we are able to live in an integrated harmony of both of those. Great. I'm Shabud Kar Khalsa, and I am a Sikh of the Western Hemisphere, we're called. And I'm also a Kundalini Yoga teacher of yoga and meditation. Drawing from the, the Kundalini Yoga tradition, um, we believe that in the Sikh path, as well, intersecting with that, that the divine feminine is imbued in everything. I'm very dedicated to the the empowerment of women and so we have a lot of programming for women that is regular and ongoing. I teach women's classes, women's monthly moon workshops and an annual women's retreat. It's just a beautiful spiritual way to connect women, get plugged into the feminine energy and to be uplifted through the beauty of community. Really, it's, it's a magic that happens. Sandy Hart, Parliament of the World's Religions Women's Task Force leader in the co-creation of the Parliament of the World's Religions' first-ever women's village. I'm interfaithfully Jewish, and I've been on a path of interfaith understanding to deepen the roots of my Jewish faith that I was raised in. Because of that lineage, because of the diaspora, because of the Holocaust, because of the injustices upon the Jewish people that, it, that are woven into my not just my bloodline, but every fiber of my being, because I carry that cellular memory, that it's also my responsibility to heal the world uh, and to ensure that I don't continue those atrocities in the micro or the macro way. Thank you. Tell me about some of the work that you do, which is clearly a reflection of that commitment and that sense of responsibility. I'm the president of Sarah, the Women's Interfaith Organization, which was a clarion call to me the morning of 9-11. And I heard gather women. And I had no idea who was whispering in my ear, let alone what am I going to do with women once I gathered them, but I said yes. Along the way, I've discovered that what I was responding to 
was that impulse of the divine feminine to show up in leadership. My work is to invite women into their divine feminine, whether it's through social action, whether it's through dialogue, whether it's through education, whether it means go build a village in the middle of the world's religions to show the world's religions, how we do it, how we can be, how we solve problems, how we dance together, how we sing together, how we just lay around together, how we pet each other's hair when it's time to comfort one another. So, you know, I'll just say yes to anything that elevates that foundational understanding of bringing women into their understanding of who they are, and that is the divine feminine embodied. Patricia Farrow, Parliament of the World's Religions Women's Task Force, leader in the co-creation of the Women's Village. My faith is actually the divine feminine, and it's something that I stumbled across a long time ago and have been completely immersed in the energy of the Divine Feminine for probably about 15 years or so. I mean, completely immersed. And I understand so well why it's incredibly important. Uh, One of my favorite um, teachers, Marianne Williamson, said, if we're going to turn this ship around, we might call it the Titanic, it's going to be the girls that are going to do it. In my involvement with the Divine Feminine, and frankly, in my involvement with the Parliament, being here and just leaving the opening ceremonies and listening to the mayor of Chicago talking about love and action is the answer to all of it. Love in action. And we women, we know how to love. We know how to love each other. We know how to love our children. We know how to love Sometimes a lot of men that don't even deserve it. Sometimes we do a little too much of that, and our children suffer and we suffer. So the divine feminine to me is, if we're going to make it, it's going to be us. It's going to be us, and it's going to be us together. Hannah Zuberi, Faith or Spiritual Practice, Islam. I'm here um, as a part of a delegation um, to bring justice for all. That's an organization I work for. Our mission is guided by the Quran, which is the holy book of Muslims, where God not only tells us to pray and worship and serve humanity, but one of the reasons, one of the guidelines given to us is to establish qist. And the meaning of qist is um, peace, equity, freedom, justice. We won't be judged on the outcomes because that's all in God's hands. But what efforts did we make to make sure that other human beings around us are have dignity, are being able to live in a manner that everyone deserves to live in? Aina Nia Ayodel. I'm an Ifa priest, but my spiritual practices are grounded in African spirituality, and specifically I'm trained in and initiated in both Akan and Yoruba. My service to the world is my rent that I pay to be on this planet as a human being. So as African people, we are water people. The water is very significant for me and for my tradition. And so, and especially when we're talking about women, we're talking about women and we understand what water means and the emotions of water. 
and the emotions of women. So that's really significant. So that's one thing because we're women. But the other piece is around, I felt for me, it was paying homage to the, the climate. The water was very, very symbolic. We're saying that we're one. Nayana Shah. I grew up in a Jain faith, but I believe in universal religion and spirituality. And I practice Vipassana meditation. I want to take this opportunity to say that call to conscience without constantly having the theme of taking care of earth and animals, it doesn't feel complete to me. Anne Smith, Parliament of the World's Religions Women's Task Force, founder of the Green Tent Circle. I'm an Episcopalian, and I use Jean Shinoda Volan's term, we're Episcopagans. For 17 years, I was ahead of the Episcopal Church Women's Ministries, and we trained hundreds of women in a leadership training program. That's a model that is non-patriarchal, that is circular, sacred, spiritual, and taught women that they could be leaders. Especially in developing countries, we were in Africa, we were in India, we were in Central and Latin America, we were in the Caribbean, and we did it throughout the United States. We trained hundreds of trainers who trained thousands of women. And you did a beautiful job coordinating the green tent at the Parliament of the World's Religions. What was your experience with all of that? Well, I was so delighted in the space, and you felt like it was sort of in nature. It was an oasis for me, I have to say that. I loved it because it was a place where we could hold sacred circles, where we could just meet one another. We never knew what we were going to do. We just did what needed to be done and wanted to be done. We just followed spirit. Karen McGrandall, founder of the Divine Feminine app. What moves me is the Divine Feminine, and she's in every religion, and it's her time. I grew up Catholic. I've looked for and found God in so many different places, nature being one of the, the top ones. But uh, I also found women's circles. And when I found that, I thought there needed to be a place for everybody to find what resonated with them. And almost a decade ago now, 2016, I formed the Divine Feminine app, which is a global directory for organizations and circles in your area. What I'm most passionate about is helping to form informal, small, local circles. That's always been in my heart. People need that support, the community, the inspiration. We're still, as women, we're still struggling to find our voice. And I know I heard somebody else the other day saying that they had to work through, every time they opened their voice, this, this fear, this anxiety. And I know exactly what that means. I'm almost rather amazed. I've done a workshop and I'm about to do another panel this afternoon with you. And uh, I'm actually kind of amazed that this time I'm not that nervous about it because other times I've really stressed out do I have the authority I got my tattoo the labrys which was an ancient Crete goddess uh, symbol of authority and yes when I when I started this path I took that because I, I had to stand and take that ability to open my mouth and I, I think we're just, women are so good at bringing together people women are so good at collaboration that's what's needed right now. 
Thanks so much for listening. Please be sure to follow, like, or subscribe to this podcast. It helps get the word out, and you'll be sure to stay in the loop with a new dose of inspiration every week. There are women in this series you need to meet. You may find your place among them. Don't forget to grab